This is On the Way Out, where when you have a short amount of time, you say the most important things. I'm Brandi Truesdale. And I'm Sarah Hester. And we're going to talk about being women of the word. And this is our second time recording this because the card didn't work. Anyway. We had a whole intro that you guys just missed. That was straight up like probably 10 minutes of talking. Yeah, it really was. Mm. That's okay. That's That's all right. Yeah, I'm not going to do it all again. It's okay. (laughs) Maybe that's the Lord being like, move on. Stop talking about yourself. (laughs) Yeah. We were trying to prove a point, I think, and that we wanted this episode or this podcast to be more of a conversational type of podcast Mm -hmm. and not a preaching teaching type of podcast and so we were Mm -hmm. trying to have conversation yes wow that's how emma felt about that so (laughs) all right well i'm trying to think of anything that we just said that needs to be repeated probably not honestly it was useless me just talking (laughs) about emma's growling or snorting growling at us we're just um yeah, we were just talking about life right now. Yeah. Kitchen reno. Yep. Stuff. Yeah. That's yep. it. Saran. Yeah. Saran. <laughs> A joke that will now, never be known. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, let's just go ahead and get into yeah, it. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. So, <clears throat> we are talking about being women of the word today, uh, what that means, and why that's even important right now. So... Just to start off, I will start off by reading uh, a verse. It's, this is 2 Timothy 3.16. And it says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So, I think this is a huge issue right now uh, in mm. our culture and in our churches and has been a big issue over the last few years is... Uh, the sufficiency of scripture um, is scripture mm, what enough. we base yeah <laughs> what we base our entire worldview on no. or yeah <laughs> or you know do we go with what quote unquote works what is quote unquote loving and kind um, what our pastor says yeah I mean yeah I think all of those are really good questions so kind of in preparing for this episode, I read a book um, by Jen Wilkin, and that was, this was probably six or seven years ago, and I know she's had some controversy recently, so I did want to just clarify that this was a while ago, Um, and I do stand by the book, like I do think it was, that book was so helpful for me um, in just understanding the importance of scripture, of doctrine, of theology, um, and why those things are even super important, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fair that sometimes people that we, like, say things that we resonate with say things that we don't. But that's mm-hmm. why we pray to have discernment. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why we need scripture. <laughs> that's why we need <laughs> scripture. to say, yes. okay, well, is what they're saying true? Like, is that what the Bible says? Um, yeah. I mean, I've said things that are not biblical, Yes. plenty of times so <laughs> hopefully my friends are like bernie yeah don't say that <laughs> let me bring you back over here oh bernie is what people used to call me in college bernie. that's awesome i didn't know that i only call myself no one calls me that anymore because i don't have any friends from college <laughs> um <clears throat> no we're like friends but i don't see them so there's no one around me yeah. to call me that yeah but i call myself that <laughs> because i was very fond of that nickname that's cute i like that some and, um, and one friend she called me burndison burndison 
I love that. I don't know why. I had a really embarrassing it. nickname in high school. What was and it? <laughs> okay, I have to give a lot of context. Is it appropriate? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yes. Because so I had my, a really embarrassing, of, not appropriate nickname. <laughs> all of my friends in, uh, like, for my youth group in high school called me Freaky. And it's only, I know it sounds super weird, but I, I played basketball when I was in middle school yeah. and I had like a game where I was just like on fire. And this was like my one game that I shined in my entire like on basketball yes. career. I yes. was just like I hitting know. threes. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. I had a soccer game like that. Yeah. And this, so anyway, like all the people in my youth group, cause it was a church league. Yeah. were like, oh, she's a freak out there. She's a beast out there. And the, what, that was the word. I know. Of our high school. Uh, yeah. Or our generation. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, literally for the rest of high school, my nickname is Freaky B. And like, even when I see my friends Freaky from. Freaky B. Freaky B. Yeah. Like Freaky Beast. Oh, Freaky Beast. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, whatever. Clicks. This is really embarrassing, but <laughs> it's cool. So, um, like, even when I go home, some of my best friends still are like, yeah. hey, freaky. Like, it's just so funny. Anyway. That is who so, knew? See? I know. See? We just learn things about each other. I know. So, Feel free to call me Bernie if you want to. Please don't call me freaky. <laughs> I am going to. <laughs> Only because, like, it's just so funny. So, In context of those people, it's so endearing. But, like, outside of that context, I'm like, yeah. that is weird. Well, Please don't call me that. <laughs> that makes me... No, I don't know. This is not really related, but Jake, when I first freaking insane, those were like the words mm-hmm. that I like learned in my brain yeah. from like high school and college. Yeah. And when I first met my husband, Jake, <laughs> he said everything was insane. Like anything that was cool or exciting. Yeah. He was like, that's insane. That's insane. He was, he's a skater guy. He still is. He's like very much um, yeah. mellow skater bro. I feel like I've heard him say that before. Yeah. That's insane. That's his, I had one day, and we only dated for three months before we got engaged. Like, I only knew him for three months before yeah. we got engaged. When you know, you know. And when you know, you know. But also, one day, I was like, I don't think I can love you if you don't stop saying that's insane. <laughs> no. You're like, this is the deal breaker. I, but I was like, I I do I do love you, yeah. but you have, like, what is insane anymore? No I don't know what's insane anymore. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we went way off topic there. Yeah, we did. But, okay, um, let's bring it back. Bring it back. <clears throat> so we're saying the why of being rooted in truth. Oh, excuse me. I'm reading off of our board. Why being rooted in the word matters. Mm-hmm. And I just said it because that's being rooted in truth. There's only one thing that is undoubtedly, inevitably, and always true. Mm-hmm. And that's the word of God. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so uh, the heart... No, I'm so sorry. I'm just reading off my notes. So <laughs> that makes sense. So one thing that uh, that Jen Wilkins said in this book that just like rocked me at the time was that the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. And I love it. I like th- that's such a simple statement, mm-hmm. but that is like wisdom. Yes. I mean, that's right. That's wisdom. Because I think at the time I was very spiritual. Like I was very... Mm-hmm you know the holy spirit and like kind of yes. driven by like emotional yes. experiences yes. and emotional highs and which we all think go through that yeah for, yeah um but I so to, totally to hear to yeah to hear that there needs to be something deeper than my emotions to base my faith on mm-hmm. um was just like groundbreaking for me um, yes yeah. i feel like that time frame six or seven years ago like you just said 
that was very popular mm-hmm. which this kind of goes back to what we talked about last week which yeah. like the come and see um yeah. and right now we're in the come and see of come and see all of our lights and fog machines and mm-hmm. exciting stuff but i feel like six seven years ago maybe even maybe even close to 10 years ago it was come and see what the holy spirit can do yeah and yes he can do a lot and we believe in the word of god and the word of god there's a holy spirit and yes but we were i mean i was i remember going to church and like if i didn't have like a holy spirit moment it wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. like the whole experience was bad right and that's not okay Right. Or like, man, I didn't feel the Holy Spirit move today. Yes. So like, I'm not satisfied. People would say that. I mean, or even like, the pastor I had in college would say that. Yeah. Like, Or not, the Holy Spirit didn't move, but the Holy Spirit's moving in here. And I'm like, yeah. is he? Right. <laughs> I don't and feel it. Yeah. I think that that can be so confusing to people. Like you said, because if you're like, oh, everyone I'm looking around at is having some sort of like ex- emotional reaction, but like, I'm not feeling this thing. So is there something wrong with me or... You know, um, well, in reality, the Holy Spirit is always <coughs> moving, yeah, because He's always inside of us. So He was not wrong. Yeah. It was just like our idea of what that was supposed to look like mm-hmm. was skewed. Yeah, definitely. So that for me was like just eye-opening to say, okay, instead of basing my faith in in god upon my emotions mm-hmm. or what i feel in any given moment i need to have something that is never changing like you said never changes never wavers yep. is always true like it is scripture and if i want to experience god i need to go to scripture mm-hmm. um i think we definitely have seen a change in culture and i, I think that like you said, there was a time when I think this was way more mainstream. Like, I need to experience God. And I think that two groups have kind of formed. And I think it's, I don't know if two groups is right. But I think there is a group where they have kind of turned toward that way. Like, mm-hmm. instead of looking for an emotional experience, I need to look at scripture. Mm-hmm. And then I think where I've seen a lot of people go is actually, like, way off to the left, more to the new age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah they want to feel the joy feel the excitement right and sometimes i mean i think about this all the time and i'm not i'm not saying that the word of god is mundane or that the church is mundane but like sometimes life is mundane Mm -hmm. and like i think a lot of life a lot lot of life especially when you become a mom especially if you're like a homeschool mom and you never leave your children ever yeah like (laughs) life can be super mundane sometimes mm-hmm. and i i always think about the verse and i don't know what it is so i'm sorry but like where you have to be content mm-hmm. um and i think that that can apply even to church or or even reading the word that sometimes like because that was another thing that i dealt with we didn't even write this down um i did not and I, i'll probably say this many times to remind people i didn't grow up in a church i was never taught how to read the bible and i a lot of people would say that you don't need to be taught how to read the bible but for someone like me i really wanted someone to teach me mm-hmm. how to read the bible yeah. i'm a big bible study girl because i really need some more guidance right um and i like history and i want to understand root words and all that kind of stuff and so when i first started reading the bible when that when i started prioritizing it 
there would be some days where I would have such an emotional like reaction to what I was reading or it just like really clicked with me and I understood, I understood what the Lord was saying or what the Bible was saying. And then, then I would have days where I was just reading. It was just like normal reading and that would bother me. But I think that, that, I mean, I guess this is more of a side topic. Like it's important to know that like just because scripture is like boring at that time doesn't make it irrelevant. Yeah. It's all relevant. Mm-hmm. Right. Like some of we it's just confusing. Read, yeah. Like we just read, all scripture is breathed out by God. Yes. And it's useful for training in righteousness that we can be equipped and complete for every good work. Yes. So it's not just like, okay, let me focus on the New Testament. Let me yes. focus on the epistles. Let me, fo- you know, it's, it's all of scripture yes. is God revealing himself to us. Yes. So that's why it's important. And I think man i have been there and somebody a mentor of mine pointed out to me she was like every time you sit down to a meal is it like a ribeye baked Mm. potato Mm. you know super filling satisfying meal or is that more like an every now and then thing and then most of your meals are meat and potatoes or Mm. PB and J, like yeah. something simple. Rice and I think beans. that's true. Like, yeah, rice and beans. <clears throat> like, the point is that you're being fed. Yes. Um, and when we come to scripture, mm. it is feeding us. And I think there are times when we do have that, like, ribeye, this is yep. so satisfying and so good. We have those meals when we come to scripture. But I think a lot of scripture, like, our time in the word is more a faithfulness just to come to the word and say like i need to be fed today from god's word and you know this may not be anything earth shattering but well and it and it's because it's a form of worship to say this is more important to me than whatever else i could be doing yeah like reading like feeding my mind with this is more important than feeding my mind with that tv show that i want to watch yeah yeah (laughs) or getting my laundry done right now yeah like that it it is a form of worship Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. to listen read god word god's word yeah i think too especially early on in this season of motherhood that i'm in i was so frustrated that i couldn't sit down with my bible anymore and be uninterrupted for an hour to an hour and a half (laughs) And have my coffee have and no just have it like, like super staged. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I felt like, oh my gosh, oh, this is so frustrating because I can't, you know, focus my time on this like I want to. Um, yeah. So for me now, you know, there, Lord willing, there may come a time when that is something that I can do again. But for me now, a lot of the times that I am getting scripture into my mind is turning it on while i do something else mm-hmm. and listening to it yeah what ha- whatever you have I, to do I've, yeah. I've gone through a stage right that where i have to listen to it yeah um just to hear it but right. also i actually took a picture the other day i was like sat down to read my bible and like my youngest is literally like laying on me upside down like feet in my face <laughs> yeah. and i'm like this is the way it is right now yeah. but that's okay i'm, I'm reading it mm-hmm I could be just sitting there. Right. Like, I, I, yeah, I think the point of what we're trying to say is the point is to be in the word. Yeah. It's not, it's okay if it's not 
Instagrammable yeah. right now. You know what I oh mean? Oh my gosh, like, yeah. It's okay if it's not maybe what you would prefer it to be, but as long as you are getting the word in you yeah. every day, you have to be feeding yourself or yeah. like you you just aren't. This is surprisingly con- controversial because I actually had a pastor um, not too long ago do a whole sermon about the importance of reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. And in this stage of life that I was in, I had just had a baby yeah. and I had a baby. <laughs> like, so my kids are 19 months apart. So when my youngest was born, I, I had a baby. I had two babies at the same time. Yeah. And now I essentially have twins. But <laughs> d- twin moms, don't be mad at me. I know you went through way harder of newborn and birth. <laughs> I don't discount that. But they they look the same and they act the same. Everybody could tell you that. Yeah. They are like basically the same kid. But anyway, he did this sermon and he was basically saying that you should be getting up, getting out of your bed, going to sit down by yourself and reading your Bible. And that's what it should look like. And that anything beyond that was lazy. Mm. That's the way I took it. That's the way yeah. it made me feel. Yeah. Because he, he literally made a point to go, you don't need to be reading your Bible in your bed. And I was like, the only time I have alone is at night when my kids are asleep and I'm usually in my bed. Yeah. And the, like, it was like a literal direct attack of what I was literally doing in that season of yeah. life, which was reading my Bible in my bed. Interesting. And I wonder if you had clarified with him, like if he oh, yeah. would have been. Oh, like, I'm sure. Oh, that's not He's what like I a meant, super understanding person. Yeah. I had lots of clarifying conversations with him, <laughs> yeah. but. Yeah. Um, but it, it can feel personal probably when you're sitting there. Well, yeah. And I just, I think I'm, I'm taking from what you're saying and yeah. thinking about don't feel like like you said it doesn't have to look a certain way Mm -hmm. there's no right or wrong way to read your bible Mm -hmm. unless you're making up stuff that's not in the bible which we would love to talk about but if you're a mom and you literally have no seconds in the day at all like right now sarah has four kids and she has a literal a baby who nurses Mm -hmm. like all the time like she needs to listen to it right now but the fact that she's doing it says something right um yeah that's just i just wanted to add that yeah yeah and i think you can think too like there was a time when people didn't have a bound together copy of god's word <coughs> yeah. and all they could do was listen so yeah it's like or go anyway, to church yeah we're yeah, just we're in a true. time of history where we have so much um Bible. and we are blessed yeah, yeah to have like a bound copy that i can sit down and read but right now it's or just... i don't have my bible with me today because like i said my house yeah. is upside down so i have my phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> right God for it's, that. right like we have them in our pockets at yes. all times more or less so. yes anyway it's um pretty cool. yeah so like i think that can look like listening to your phone while you're washing dishes or reading it while you're in line for your grocery pickup or you know, mm-hmm. like, I think you have these little pockets of time that you can get in the word. Um, I don't think I read this verse, did I? I don't think I read Romans. So, Which one? 12. Yeah. Let me read this. Romans 12, 2 through 3. Uh, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I think I had this idea before i was challenged with that book that doctrine and theology were things for men who are going to be pastors does that make sense Mm -hmm. like i don't 
I didn't think that it applied to me. I mm-hmm. thought that I think there's an idea that to <coughs> study theology is for like those special Christians yeah. who you know are going to yeah. be leading, and it can't really like impact me because you know this isn't my job mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but I think you can look and see for a lot of reasons it's important for us to know what the bible says yeah and know correct theology and doctrine because i'm going to totally rip off cultish but their whole tagline is bad theology hurts people and that is man is that true um i think we have to check everything against scripture Mm -hmm. and even though there are people that we trust uh whether it's pastors or like big name teachers we always have to be comparing what they say to scripture. Well, and I think we were just talking about how earlier about how we want to feel good. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing. If we don't know what the scripture says, we're going to cling to what feels good. Mm-hmm. We're going to like, yeah. And it, like, we're going to listen to those theologians that say what feels good, even when it may, it may not be biblically correct. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be able to discern that. And you cannot discern without knowing what Scripture says. Right. Obviously, and I don't know all of Scripture. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, yeah. I don't know a lot of it. Um, but I'm always willing to check mm-hmm. <laughs> after hearing something. Yeah. Um. And that's also why we have the Holy Spirit, to help us discern. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's why, you know, I think there is actually, this is a little bit, I will bring it back, but it's in 1 Corinthians. Let me check. I think I marked it. Um, so 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians talks about how we have like when we are in christ the scriptures make sense to us Mm -hmm. um and because we have the holy spirit in us Mm. and i'll go to another place right after this let me find where i'm at um okay it says yes to this day whenever moses talking about the law is read a veil lies over their hearts talking about people who don't have christ in them But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, uh, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. So when we come to Scripture with the Holy Spirit, um, I think there is a very actual supernatural thing that happens Mm. where the Holy Spirit within us teaches us and shows us what scripture says to us in that time. So Hebrews 4.12, let me get to there. Oh no. Says, uh, don't cry. That's what it says. (laughs) Um, Okay, it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Mm. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So I think when we read scripture, 
it says that it divides it is a mirror to us and it shows us our intentions the intentions of our heart Mm. so i think like yes i think a lot of people have the experience that they you know you read a a certain passage over and over and over again and then one day it just hits you differently Mm -hmm. and you're like whoa like this never has jumped out to me um you know before this moment so i think like I think there is something supernatural that happens when we read the word of God Mm -hmm. and you have the Holy Spirit in you. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, you know, scripture is never going to contradict itself. So I think some people who do claim to be Christians can say, well, the Bible told me this. And it's like, okay, but does it contradict something else that the Bible says? And if it does, then like that wasn't the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Mm. So... Um, we were talking about how bad theology hurts people though. So I think it's really natural for us to depend upon teachers and preachers, um, to teach us because we've, we've trusted them. Um, and we can be, honestly, I mean, we can just kind of be lazy or we just don't know how to, like you said, to study the Bible and, compare what one person says um versus what the bible says yes so there's a group in the bible called the bereans and they were comparing this is an acts they were comparing what paul and silas i think it's silas was saying uh to the text that they had in front of them so i think that we have to be bereans even with people that we trust yes um, we have to search the scripture and say, okay, is this really true? Like we have to be fact checkers, if you will. Uh, I think in all things. Yes. Uh, and search the, the scriptures for ourselves. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think like people will go to church, the same church for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly things change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start to realize how how long things have not been good. How long things how long the pastor has been yeah. saying things that weren't right or weren't scripturally accurate. Mm-hmm. Um so Yeah. Yeah. I I had written down too, like we were talking about we were kind of trying to find key topics that we want to talk about and like you were saying like bad theology hurts people. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. Like the churches that add to scripture, mm-hmm. like, um, like this is why we need to be rooted in the word because like we do as normal people, like our pastors, they go to divinity school or most of them do. And they, and we just trust them to right. know the word better than we do. Mm-hmm. They know like the Greek words and the hebrew words and all that stuff and we just we trust them in that and and we should Mm -hmm. because the bible does elevate them in that way Mm -hmm. to teach us but um there are many churches even churches around here in this area that are like asking their members to do things that like are not even in the bible Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and do those people know that they're not in the bible right like or do they just trust them yeah and then they then they're walking around like looking at other people like mm-hmm. you're not doing this and that's biblical and like, is it it's not right um yeah yeah i mean i have i have a sleeve of tattoos 
<clears throat> this is just yeah and i have had a, a many people <laughs> okay dad's coming for the babes <laughs> <laughs> okay so <laughs> anyway i have a sleeve of tattoos and i've had um a lot of people usually older people but not always older people who don't like that right like who take a huge issue with my tattoos and i guess this is debatable some people are going to say it is biblical but i don't <laughs> i think that yeah you're saying that it's not biblical to i don't have tattoos. i think it's fine yeah i think i don't think that i'm doing anything biblically wrong right but there are other people who think that i've destroyed my temple um i don't know yeah <laughs> i don't know but it's just funny what we've been taught or what they've been taught because generally they are older people and if they're not older people they're from like the southern the southern bible belt Mm -hmm. range and it's just like what you've been taught that like tattoos are sins yeah and that's right and that's a great question is it is is that is that true is it like is it is having more than one ear piercing yes a sin is wearing makeup a sin is Is not is wearing pants as a woman a sin i mean all these are debatable (laughs) yeah so i was thinking um about ginger vuelo and i think i'm pronouncing her last name wrong but uh she was one of the duggars she just came out with her book Mm -hmm. becoming free i think is what it's called but anyway but she talks a lot about this like it really wasn't until she got married and her husband really kind of started to like press into some of the beliefs that she held to Mm. um yes and she really had to like actually grapple with the bible yeah for the first time in her life and like people look at her family and like they're so devout Mm -hmm. you know they have 19 kids like they're all waist they're all they all wear skirts yeah you know all this kind of stuff and they but are they like and she kind of talks about how you know one of their i guess it was their pastor Mm -hmm. would say all of these things and it really wasn't until someone was like just the bible actually where say is that things? in the bible right does the bible actually talk where about does this? the bible say that women have to wear skirts yeah i mean i think the principle of modesty yes. obviously is there which we want to talk about yeah in another episode right but is it specifically skirts yeah and does it specifically say how long you know what i'm saying I like think I those think are personal get... convictions yeah and i feel like i say this a lot about a lot of things um the things that are not we're not really sure what the bible says like mm-hmm. um cuss words like i don't know like there's where they did not those cuss words did not form when the bible was being written um the bible talks about having our, our cuss words at least like, you know yeah in our you know language. what i mean like yeah holding your tongue and yeah the tongue is a weapon and but they're okay i went on a, on a tangent but basically what i'm saying is like you have to a lot of these issues that churches hold to a very high standard are most of the time um personal conviction issues like Mm -hmm. i think that's great if you want to wear dresses or skirts all the time i actually have considered it a lot because Mm -hmm. but it's not because i feel like the bible told me to it's because i feel like the bible tells me to be modest and to lean into my femininity yeah and that's really important to me and so i am very cautious about the clothes that i wear and making sure that i look feminine Mm -hmm. because i feel like that's a personal conviction that I feel like the Bible talks about, but I don't feel like the Bible has specifically said to me, put on a dress 
every day. Yeah, like it's it's not saying God is not going to bless you, right? If you don't wear a dress every day, yeah, yeah. Like so. Anyway, um, like you were saying, I think there are definitely preferences. Yeah. I think people have their personal preferences. People have personal convictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to know what Scripture says, right? And we can't hold people to a standard that scripture itself hasn't put forth don't hold people to a standard you hold to yourself yeah and i think that that's biblical too like i don't know why i keep thinking of job i don't know why it just keeps coming up to my mind um like we're not all gonna go through the same types of things Mm -hmm. we're not all gonna live through the same types of life so we're not all going to be called to do the same things either or and my convictions are not always the same other person's convictions. I have friends that love my tattoos that will never, ever get one. Right. Because they do not want one, and they just don't feel like they should have one. Yeah. But don't think that I'm a bad person for having them. Yeah. Um, and I have friends that, um, like, wear head coverings. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Like, I really admire that, but I don't feel personally convicted about that right now. Yeah. Who knows? The Lord might change my heart. But right. like, yeah. I just don't add things to the Bible that isn't there. Yeah. I think that's it's important. Like, that's, the whole, that's the whole thing that we're saying. And yeah. just be, and be wary of people that are, mm-hmm. because a lot of people that are doing that, like, are cold. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like, that's, yeah, I think that we're all in a different place in our sanctification. Um, you know, like I, there are certain things that 10 years ago I could have watched or listened to mm-hmm. and had no conviction yes. over. Whereas now I can't watch or listen right. to those things because I'm like further along yes. in my sanctification. Right. Um, I think that's where you have to have grace for some people, or you can say lovingly, like, hey, is this biblical? You know? <laughs> and, and you know, it, this just like clicked in me when yeah. you, you, you said bad theology hurts people, which yeah. is not our quote, but right. she's saying this and I was thinking about all, I have a friend, a personal friend, she's probably going to listen to this, who grew up going to a Christian school mm-hmm. and they were very, very strict. Strict in ways that they didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. And like, it was like a stain on her life for mm-hmm. a long time and it like put a burden on that I don't know. She's, she's a Christian, but like, you know, it always, it seared her conscience. Yeah. Yeah. And like bad theology hurts people, like yeah. younger people who grow up in these types of churches yeah. who don't have the ability to discern for themselves mm-hmm. or don't haven't read enough of the Bible to know, mm-hmm. grow up hurt by the church who, but it's not even these things right but it's not even the bible does yeah, that make sense yeah like, it's not the bible it's the people that are yeah. preaching the bible i'm using quote fingers right now right but it's not even true scripture it's right. their interpretation of scripture yeah but it hurts so, them yeah or it's like honestly it's a lot it's either legalism or it's like works righteousness mm-hmm. or um i think that's what frustrates me not in a bad way but where i see people who are like i'm throwing off the bible i'm throwing off christianity and i'm like i don't think that you even knew the bible or christianity because i think you've been given a false view of what those things are and it's because people didn't actually know scripture or Mm -hmm. it was scripture taken out of context or it was you know added on to scripture added on to yeah even eve 
literally one of the first sins that happened was Eve adding on to God's word. Yes. Like she said, don't even touch it. God never, I don't think God ever said that. There was one thing that she said that was, it was adding on to what God said. And mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't even say that. So I think it's very common for us to want to add on to our salvation by adding all We're of these things. We're exaggeratory. Yeah, like adding on to these things that aren't even in scripture. It's just me. I just started thinking about too, like how much of this is pride? I think that's huge. Ooh, <laughs> I just like, it just came across my brain. Like yeah. these people that do want to do certain things or live certain ways. It's why is it pride? Is it because you want to be the biggest and best Christian Yeah, that exists? So right. I'm going to go one step further than my neighbor and do this. Like, yeah. and I'm not saying that those things are wrong. Again, if you have a conviction to wear dresses, yeah, like that's cool. But, why you need to ask yourself why is it because you have a conviction or is it because you want to be better than your neighbor yeah or it's like don't 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 look at your brother or sister and say you're in sin because you because don't you don't do, do this things. right yeah yeah unless it is sin unless it the is the only yeah. way to know is to, to know what scripture, scripture says <laughs> yeah yeah the other thing i wanted to talk about was that the bible is not a book about us yes oh my gosh that is a <laughs> preach to me right now <laughs> yeah the bible is not a book about us it's a book about god and it is god's revelation of himself um so when we read scripture i think we all do this yeah you know, we all go to scripture and we say what does this say to me about me well, i think we all start there yeah instead um, of like turning it around and mm-hmm. saying this is actually a <clears throat> i mean i know for me whenever i became a christian I mean, I was young, but I wasn't, I was old enough to be selfish. Um, And like, I wanted to be a Christian because it felt good. And so when I would read my Bible, I was reading it like, what's the Lord trying to tell me today? Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I read it. Yeah. And now it's like, no, what can I learn? Yeah. What can I learn? Yes. But also like, this is just... This story took place thousands of years ago. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. Right. That's not to say that scripture scripture doesn't preach to us. It does. But like, right. I wanted, I just wanted to feel good. Yeah. Every time I read it. Right. And this is, um, this is a common example. I think Matt Chandler, I think I heard this from Matt Chandler first, which again, yeah, <laughs> this was years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he was talking about the story of David and Goliath. And I, I think he, this is so relatable because i think we've all done this like we look at it and we say um you know i am david in this situation and i have to like defeat the giants in my life and he was like you are not david no like you are not david you are the israelite who's hiding because you're scared of this giant he was like this story is to point you to Christ. Yeah. Christ is David. Does that make sense? Like mm. Christ is the one who has defeated who not you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. So anyway, I I think that's just like a whole changing of just viewpoint. Like the Bible is not a book about us. It's a I mean it is, but it is Oof. first and foremost about God. That's a, I mean that's a hard one to grasp. Yeah. Mhm. I think some people will be annoyed with it. <laughs> yeah i think it makes i think it just takes work to be like okay well if it's not about me then 
how do I learn about myself? Does that make sense? Or like, how do I learn? How do I read it then if it's not about me? Because that's how I've been reading it my entire life. So, but to be a disciple means to be a learner. And we are, if we are Christians, then we are disciples of Christ. Mm-hmm. So that means that we are learning about him. Yep. Um, and another illustration that Jen Wilkin uses in that book is if I said, I love the piano, obsessed. I'm fantastic at, you know, playing the piano. I do such a great job. And then you start to push me and you say, okay, well, how much do you practice a week? Like, you know, if you're good, then you must have, you must be disciplined and practice and if I'm like, eh, me, never really, you know, yeah. or if you're yeah. like, okay, play this, you know, song for me. And I'm like, hey, you can't, you know, then like, how much do you truly trust that I am as passionate about the piano as I say that I am? Um, which is really convicting. Mm. But so the whole point is we have to be students of scripture. Yeah. Um, this world is bananas and exactly and we live in a time we live in a world where our feelings are our truth facts don't care about your feelings facts don't care about your feelings (laughs) bitch girl (laughs) bitch appear (laughs) shout out (laughs) anyway um but that i mean that is true that is the reality right like if you feel like a boy then you're a boy you know like (laughs) but it's like okay is this is but this you're true not. though what's true what right. is true in the bible well no should no nah. i was like are we gonna go into this gender conversation right now but i mean we i think probably that should be a whole it will, thing it but, will, we will eventually but yeah but what i have is to say true? like but we live in a world right now that doesn't know what truth is and truth is based on what you feel truth is it's my truth right my truth says this yeah and it's like i don't really care you don't you don't have a truth i'm sorry i hate to break it to you but you literally don't have a truth yeah you were created by god yeah for his purpose mm-hmm. and his truth mm-hmm. you don't have truth get over yourself Right. Like you have to be submitted to. Yeah. And you're going to be so much happier mm-hmm. when you submit to him and his word yeah. than you would be trying to chase your own truth. It will, you will never, ever be fulfilled trying to chase after your feelings, feeling right. good, or finding your own truth. You, it will always come up short. Yeah. Always. Always. And that's because you're made in his image. Yes. Like the stamp of eternity is on your heart. Mm. And if you don't. I just got chills. That- <laughs> If you, if you don't bow your knee to christ like there is no satisfaction you know what i mean there like i used to think Ugh. before i was a believer i used to think like this the bible is so bleh you know and like the rules and all of oh, this stuff yeah. um and then after i became a believer and like second corinthians talks about if i had that veil lifted off mm-hmm. of my face and could see what is true like for me there's a um verse in psalm 119 i think it's like 27 or something but it says i will run in the path of your commands for you have set my heart free and that is like there is so much freedom in knowing that there is objective truth that god is the author of truth and that those things never change like god never changes his word never changes i say all the time like in so many situations like the bible literally gives us an example of this like there's for for every situation and it's just crazy how many times we don't run to the bible when we're in 
a situation or whatever like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go ahead and say it i think everybody knows where we stand but like with like the covid stuff mm-hmm. um we ran away we closed our churches yeah. we masked our faces and we said well, we're not gonna we're not gonna open the doors to our church we're not gonna go see our friends we're not gonna go see our family if you're sick quarantine yeah. and there is safety and like staying home if you're ill right sure sure um <clears throat> but we were locking healthy people up into their homes and i'm again shutting down churches right and i said it so many times in two years like the bible literally tells us what to do in this situation mm-hmm. like literally like the jesus talks about leprosy and like it's in the bible and you're li- you're just doing the opposite mm-hmm. the bible tells you to meet to gather to go to church mm-hmm. to open and you literally shut your doors yeah the yeah. bible tells you what to do just right. read it i know <laughs> but that's yeah i mean again that goes back to second timothy like all of life and godliness to we have scripture we have a guide and that's the other thing is like if we are christians we have to have a christian worldview mm-hmm. the bible is the ruler that we compare everything else against and if we have an issue it's not for the bible to submit to us yes. it's for us to submit oh to the gosh, word yes you know what that makes like i think about that because i've been that person that wants to prove a point by using the bible and then i can't find my point yeah and then i'm like ouch yeah. so i was wrong yeah like yeah. being able to admit that you're wrong mm-hmm. but that also goes back to like adding on to the bible because you don't want to be wrong so you'd rather just add on to it the lord told me this yeah. so i'm doing this yeah no the lord speaks to you through his word yeah <laughs> there's a there's a very popular devotional um where like literally in her introduction she says i have always read the bible or something like that but i wanted more and i'm like hmm, that gives me like chills in a bad way like if you if you have the very words of god god's revelation to you more of what and you want more like it just more that's that's a big red flag that's a big yeah. red flag so yeah anyway um trying to like recap on what we've said oh sorry for my um joe biden whisper in the microphone <laughs> I have never even thought that. I, I, as soon as I did, I was like, you were like, Joe, Joe. Biden, get out of my head. <laughs> uh, um, oh, talking about a Christian world, world view. Um, yeah, like, how do we, how do we deal with sickness? How do we do church? How do we do conflict? How do we, how, we vote? how do we vote? How Ooh. are we mothers? How are we, you know, friends? Talk about people like, adding into the Bible mm-hmm. so they could vote a certain way in this last election that made them feel good yeah Mm. yeah (laughs) i mean i'll go ahead and say it if you're not voting for the unborn you did a bad job i'm I'm just gonna say it and if you don't like that don't listen because we fight for babies over here yeah 100 oh i just said 100 100 she said 100 her husband told her not this is the first time i have said it this whole episode 100 percent though like yeah yeah we are we're pro-life don't listen to us if you don't like from the second of conception yeah leave us alone yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah you should be which we are going to talk about that which i'm excited about that's gonna be good 
I'm really excited about that. Ooh, one, but. like oh, this is a. I don't know if we're. I feel like we're wrapping up here, but like yeah. if you, we have a couple of episodes that we want to do, and if you would like to hear one first, email us Ooh, or something. Yes, like on, on the way out pod. Yeah, on the way out pod at, at gmail dot com because I we like we want to talk about feminism we want to talk about abortion we want to talk about modesty we want to talk about toxic mom culture mm-hmm. like what are you interested in hearing um the feminine femi- <laughs> the feminism episodes will probably be like a three-parter yeah that's gonna be that's lot. quite a process but yeah let us know that what you sense. are interested in hearing we have so many things <clears throat> you have a, like a japanese pin there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very cool. I'm fancy like that. So. Gets her pan from Japan. <laughs> Not from China, like usual. <laughs> yes. Step of... So. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so let's give a, re- a quick recap and then we can wrap up. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we have to be rooted and grounded in scripture. We don't need to add anything to it. Yeah. We don't need to take anything away from it. Right. We need to unapologetically, in love, hold scripture to a high view and if there's something embarrassing it's not for us to be embarrassed yeah does that make sense like yeah we don't need to be ashamed about what scripture says which we also talked about this in the last episode that the world will hate you mm-hmm. for what you believe right and yeah so don't be embarrassed about what scripture says don't be embarrassed for standing up for it you'll mm-hmm. be rewarded for doing that mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I don't think it needs to be used as a club, um, but no. it is a sword. So, mm. Whoa, <laughs> here she goes. <laughs> uh, anything else that you can think of that we need to clarify? Mm. I think it's okay, too. I, it's, it's okay, too, if you don't know a lot about the Bible yeah. and you are a Christian. Like, it's okay to admit, like, I, I don't really know much i mean i know a lot less than a lot of my peers because yeah. a lot of my peers grew up going to church every single sunday yeah. and just they know all these little bible stories by heart mm-hmm. um so i know a lot less but i want to know more yeah yeah and i think you can um like we talked about be bereans we need to be fact checking uh, yeah. what we hear and what we're taught and um yeah, get in the word. You are the curator of your own mind. So what are you feeling with your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, let me end with this. Show stop it. Show, show stop it. <laughs> wow, that's a throwback <laughs> right there. I'm 31 <laughs> in two weeks. I am a millennial. <laughs> yes. Uh, my I birthday like, is in like 10 days. I have all of these. Yes, it's in 10 days. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. 31. 31. 31. 29. <laughs> 29. <laughs> okay, let me get to Philippians and then we can end here. All right. We have to be filling our minds with truth uh, and with God's truth in particular. And uh, and we can't go wrong. That's probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> we will go wrong. We, we go are. Wrong. Well, that's but, also in scripture that yeah. we will fall short. Yes, but I also trust that the word of God will bring us back. Yes. So. All right. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Um, so that is what we need to be curating our mind with, like yeah. you said. 
and Ooh, all that, of and those that's things. hard. Yeah, sure. I want to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Yeah. <clears throat> I was that's thinking good. on the way here about how um, I'm a big TV girl. Like, I love TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a mom, I just, my kids don't nap anymore. So, you know, I spend from like the moment I wake up to the moment they go to sleep, like whatever, yeah. whatever I need to do for them. And so when they go to bed, I usually want, I want to watch TV. Yeah. And I just finished a show and I've like vowed to myself that I'm not going to start another one because I'm going to read books now because I'm going to be a better person. Yes. I'm going to curate my mind yeah. with something that's, something that teaches me something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I love it. And it'll just veg out. Yeah. Not that that's wrong. Right, like there are sometimes you get a bitch. Yeah, I think uh, I have I downloaded Goodreads in an attempt to, like, really. I thought if I could see what I'm reading as far as like, okay, I've completed this book. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's a check mark. Does that make sense? I actually just bought a Kindle. Oh. Um, I got it like over half off because I got a refurbished one, and I'm, I'm praying that this makes me a better reader because I just don't enjoy reading. Yeah. But I honestly, I don't like holding the book. Now the, the, these book bookworms out here are gonna be like, "What? You don't like the smell of books? You don't want to hold it in your hands?" And I'm like, so "I'm like, no, it gets on my nerves and it hurts my fingers." See, I'm a very physical person. Like, I need to. I like, know. I love to it. buy books. I like to yeah. see them on my bookshelf. Yeah. And but, I like I do like the smell of them. But yeah. when I'm laying in bed at night, no, I'm, I'm holding it over my face, <laughs> and all the pages are falling towards me. I'm mad at this book. Yeah. Get this book away from me. <laughs> like, this is just So I'm annoying. like, I'm going to get this really light screen to stare at. No. <laughs> I'm used to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a millennial. It's more, you're it's more, more accustomed speed. to it. That's yeah. so funny. So we'll see. We were talking about uh, AR the other day, the uh, accelerated reading oh. program when we were little. I don't know if you ever did that in school. Yes. So that's where I was, it was not an English girl. Pizza parties were where English was girly. Yeah, I think I went to one. Yeah. I remember going to one of those because yeah. I I was more of a math. Interesting. I, and I still am very good at math, mm-hmm. but I was not into English. I didn't like to write or read. I was I'm, I am good at those things. Yeah. But that did not bring me joy. Yeah. And then I went to college and I was a communication major and I literally read a book every couple of days mm. and wrote ten page Papers. essays every other day i know which is crazy i know i look back at papers and like i do not i hate papers so much i really do i'm not making my kids go to college they don't (laughs) honestly i'd be happy if they did it i'm like you want to be done but fox my son fox is six and i'm just revealing myself today in this episode i I don't care you're just like i'm just gonna lay it out here Here, just let you know conservative christian b Brandy. B for Brandy, not anything else. Um <laughs> Bernie. Bernie. Uh but Fox tells me he's six and he like he's just now finishing up kindergarten because we got started early because I know it's in the middle of the year. We mm-hmm. got started early. Anyway. Yeah. He just turned six. And so about to start first grade. But I've been telling him, I'm like, You're almost done with your kindergarten curriculum. Like you have one yeah. one math lesson left. And he's like, And then I'm done with school forever. Oh, and I'm like, Oh yes, poor child. That's oh. Simeon. Simeon's like why? Mm-hmm. Why? I'm like, little do you Only know. Only twelve more years, man. <laughs> I know. I'm like, maybe sooner. These homeschool kids. Yeah. I mean, eventually, I'm gonna be like, if you apply yourself and you want to do two grades in one year, you freaking go for it, man. <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, but yeah, I at the way the world spins, I'm like, you don't need to go to college. 
Nah. Learn a trade. Right. Don't poison your mind. <laughs> well, I'm like, look at what we're look at what we're producing. I mean, young girl. I don't know. They are the, some of the studies. Like I was listening. I think it was Ali Beth Stuckey yeah. was talking about these studies, and like it was a dating study specifically, mm-hmm. and talking about it was they co- interviewed college students, and they all produced basically the same responses to all of these questions. Mm. I'm like, we've like we've, and I thought to myself. We've created like robots. Mm-hmm. We like, we train them into thinking the exact same way, and a lot of them yeah. don't know why they think the way that they do. But mm-hmm. that is why they need scripture. That's why we need. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it, bring it, it back. back. So bring, it, bring, it, bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> I think I've sung like four. I think you have. Songs. It's been really good. Well, when you were saying your nickname it. was Freak. I don't know if this is appropriate, but the song Freak a Leak. I don't oh, know if you remember that. Petey Pablo. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> that song is terrible. Oh, like, it's disgusting. It's not a this is not a recommend. No, it's not a recommend. <laughs> yes, but, but I am familiar with that song. But if you're you're most likely a millennial if you're listening to this and you do know that song. But that's yep. all I could think. Yep. But did your friend sing that to you too? No. Freak a beat. No, no. <laughs> Go Sarah. <laughs> oh man what an episode all right guys well like brandy said if you have a topic that you would like us to talk about then please email us um we would love that on the way out pod at gmail.com there you go you can find us on spotify and apple which you're probably already listening to one of those (laughs) it's helpful but please write us review us share us yeah um we're so excited we are stoked thank you that's all for today deuces